Hello and welcome to the Feel It to Heal It podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kelly, and I am a clinically trained therapist, emotional wellness and life coach, and healer. My mission is to help as many humans as possible feel safe to feel their feelings in order to create a life beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you for being here and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Morning Tea Live. My cat is very much in the way right now. (laughs) Welcome to Morning Tea Live. I'm so, so excited to have on a very special guest today, Samantha Harvey. We are going to be talking all about how to tap into your personal power. So as you hop on, let us know where you're tuning in from and any questions you may have on this topic. Um, I met Sam, she was the instructor for a fitness class I went to at my gym called Best Butt Ever. It was amazing. She was amazing. And I was like, I got to get to know this girl. And uh, here we are about to do a live together. So very, very excited. Let's make sure all the things are working. Okay. All right. We'll give her a minute to hop on. And yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited. I love this topic just beyond belief. I mean, there's nothing more important than personal power. Hello. Yay. Yay. Good morning. How are we today? Okay, I got my seal. Yay. Cheers. Welcome to morning tea. I'm so excited. I'm fine too. Yay. How's your morning going so far? We have a puppy. So it has been a little intense and a little wild. Yeah, I re- I remember those days. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's like I have my older dog and then my younger pup. Man, he is he's wild. Yeah, <laughs> I totally get it. I had, uh, yeah, I have two, as you know, and just those puppy days, they are a little wild, but also very fun at the same time. So, yeah. Yay. Oh. Well, good morning to everyone who's joining. So I always like to start us off with a little grounding just to get us in the present moment. And then we can dive into some intros and then we'll dive into our topic. How does that sound? I love it. Yay. Okay. So everyone can sit up nice and tall, closing off the eyes if you feel comfortable, rolling the shoulders up and back. And let's start by taking a big deep breath into the body and slowly releasing. And just noticing how your breath is feeling in this present moment. Noticing if the breath feels shallow or deep and beginning to deepen the breath with each inhale and exhale. And then gently observing any sounds or distractions in your environments. Noticing any thoughts coming up. And as each thought comes up, you're going to imagine placing it on a cloud in the sky, watching it float away, knowing you can always come back to it if you need to, and then refocusing on your breath. And then bringing your awareness into your body, noticing any body sensations, any areas of tension or tightness. And doing a quick body scan, relaxing your brow line, your jaw, your shoulders, your heart, your chest, your abdomen, the base of your spine. Noticing any tension in your legs or toes or fingers or arms. 
And sending an intentional breath into any part of the body that needs it most right now. And then noticing any emotions that might need to come up, any stuck, stored, older, stagnant emotion, or any new or raw emotion, just allowing space for any and all feelings to come to the surface, knowing you are safe to feel whatever's coming up in this present moment. And then noticing any resistance, any resistance to being in the body, to slowing down, to being in this present moment, noticing your mind wanting to pull you out of the body with thoughts or overthinking or rumination, and gently deepening your breath to get back into your body, showing your nervous system it is safe to just be here right now. Just noticing what it feels like to be in stillness for a few more moments. Now together, let's take three long deep breaths. So you can place your hands on your heart, your abdomen, or your legs, whatever feels best for you. Starting with the first inhale, we're going to breathe all the way into the body, filling the belly with air, sending the breath through the chest to the crown of your head. Holding the breath at the top and then slowly exhaling out of the mouth. And again, breathing all the way in. Holding at the top and release. And one more, breathing all the way in. Hold, just noticing how it feels to be full of air and life. And slowly release. <clears throat> and just noticing how your breath is feeling compared to when we started. And when you're ready, you can start to take any small organic movements, just gently waking the body up as we start to come back to the present. So maybe some neck rolls or some side stretches or anything else your body might be needing. Ah. <sighs> And when you're ready, you can come back. Oh, all right. How did that feel? That was juicy and delicious. Yay. I'm so okay. glad. Amazing. We all need to just like come back to the present sometimes, you know? I love it. Yay. I love it. All right. So if we want to do some intros for those that don't know who you are, we can start with you and then I can share a little bit about me for people that may not know who I am. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. So hi, I am Samantha Jo Harvey. My friends call me Sam. So y'all can call me Sam. And I am a spiritual life coach. I'm a guide and activator. So I support powerful and ambitious women in stepping into their next level through their health, their business, their mindset, their energetics. And so my big value is freedom. And so what I love finding and supporting for women is what is their next level of freedom? And I think I can like leave it there because mm -hmm. I can go way deeper than that, but I'll just drop it there. Yeah. I'm a former professional dancer, um, Nike master trainer. So I have a big 
background in performance and health and that beautiful world. Mm -hmm. um, and then as I worked through my path, I really grounded into uh, my mission to really support women. So yay. I love that so much. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. And for those that uh, may not know me, my name is Rachel Kelly. I'm the founder of Rachel Kelly Coaching. I'm a formerly uh, clinically trained therapist. I was in the therapy world for uh, many years and now started my own healing business. I really focus on helping all humans rewire their nervous system out of survival mode and into safety, connection, abundance, and expansion. So you feel safe to create a life beyond your wildest dreams. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. So super excited for today's topic. I know you and I share a passion for helping people just up-level their lives in every area. And such a crucial part of feeling safe and able to do that is really connecting to your personal power and even really uncovering what that is. Because I think so many people don't even realize how fucking powerful they are until they do. And then their mind is blown and then it just keeps getting better and better. So I'd yeah. love to start with just, you know, hearing your kind of views on personal power, how you connected to your own personal power. Like what was the yeah. process of that? And then, um, just how we can help others, uh, identify that within the mo their own selves as well. Yeah. Oh, so good. So, you know, it's interesting because when I think of personal power, it's like my body feels what that is, but if I have to break it down and define it, what I feel like personal power is, is knowing that at the end of the day, regardless of what happens outside of you, that you've got you mm -hmm. and that you're going to be taken care of. And so my journey to finding my personal power, I actually um, was married in my twenties and our relationship kind of devolved and became pretty unhealthy. And I remember having this moment where I woke up a couple of weeks before my birthday and I was like, this isn't the life I'm supposed to be living. Like mm -hmm. I'm in debt. I don't feel like I'm connected to my body. I feel like I'm surviving my days. I don't feel like I'm thriving. I was disconnected from friends and family. Like it was just a really, really rough time. And in that moment, it was really my like make or break moment. No. where I said, I could continue doing this and feel like my life had peaked before 30, or I could make a choice. And in that moment, I made a personal decision that this was no longer acceptable for me. So I dove into personal development. I dove into meditation. I dove into books and podcasts and things. And through that journey, I started uncovering the truth of who I am. And I'm a former overachiever, former perfectionist, former, um, you know, analysis paralysis queen, mm -hmm. and <laughs> definitely an overdoer. Like I like to force, I would get shit done. And I would really be focused on these external accolades in order to make me feel like I was worthy of love. And yeah. so during this process, I really started peeling back these layers of conditioning that made me feel like I needed to have a certain amount of money in the bank account to feel good about myself, or I needed to be a certain size or shape or dress size. I was also in like the competition world with fitness mm -hmm. things, like it was wild. Yeah. I really released this idea that I needed to be the perfect wife and follow the rules and not get divorced because that's just what you do. Right. And instead I started really learning how to tune into my personal desires. 
what did I see as my vision for my life? What did I see as my vision for my relationship, for my health, for my business, for all of these things? And in that journey, I started really uncovering what I call the programming, but it's like, if we have that window, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I know you know this, but I'm going to share this to the listeners. It's yeah. like, you have a window and we're inside the window, our soul self, our highest self, our true self. It felt like all of that conditioning was mud on the window. Yeah. And so what I was doing was slowly clearing away the sediment, slowly clearing away all of this crap that made me think that I was something else or I needed to be something else in order to live the life that I wanted to live and be happy really. And so through that journey, I discovered my voice. I discovered how to ask for what I want, how to set a boundary and say like, I'm not okay with this, how to actually feel safe enough to dream bigger and ultimately to choose myself. So that was many years ago, like at least eight years ago now. And so that was the big start in my journey to really discovering my personal power because I was stuck really um, following what society told me that I needed to do. And so once I was able to pause that autopilot and really check in with me, it started unraveling in the most beautiful way. Oh, I just love all that so much. And I think it's, it's so, so relatable that we all have some version of that where we think that there's one path in life, right? Like what we're taught as, oh, this is what you do. You go to school, you get a job, you get married, you have kids, you work, 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 you retire, you maybe are well enough to enjoy some years and then you die and then we start all over. Like It's like this one path. And I love what you said about what personal power means to you because I feel like that is the epitome of it is, is that moment when you actually realize oh, I'm the one that gets to choose. Like, I don't actually have to choose this path. I get to choose a path that actually is in alignment to who I am authentically. And I had a very similar experience of like, I was on this path in the traditional therapy world. And um, (laughs) Allie said, you both have beach paintings in the background. That's so true. Uh, Comment, hold on, let me see if I scroll down. Oh, there we go, there we go. Yeah. That's so true. We're, we're, I mean, we are in San Diego, so it's fitting. (laughs) Um, But speaking of the therapy world, this, I, this beach uh, picture I bought for my office in my therapy job in New York, using it as a manifestation to move to San Diego. Cause as soon as I visited this place, I was like, oh my God, why am I sitting in this like cold gray office in New York in Long Island? Like when I could be here by the beach. So It's like those moments where, you know, I thought there was one path of like, if I want to, you know, have my own business and be my own boss, I have to do private practice and therapy. So I'm just going to work all these hours and get all these hours for my licensure so that I can get this license thinking that this thing outside of myself was the thing that would give me the freedom that I wanted. And so what you said about personal power being this, this like, really, it's a journey of recognizing and understanding that we have everything we need within us. We don't actually need that thing outside of us, whatever that thing might look like. Now that's not to say that it's not in alignment for some people to go and do get the license or do the thing or whatever it is, but it's getting so radically honest with yourself of, is that actually authentic to you? Or is it just what you think you need to be doing? And so much of what I help my clients with is understanding that the majority of why we end up 
adhering to this societal path that's carved out for us is because of our attachment wounding, our attachment relationships of if we go off on a different path, one that, you know, our families may not understand or approve of, or our friends might judge us for, or our coworkers, like, I still sometimes have that fear of like, oh my God, all those people that I went to grad school with who are now in the traditional field and they're seeing me like have this online Instagram business, like <laughs> what are they thinking? And personal power is when you're like, oh, it doesn't actually matter what anyone else thinks. Am I happy? Am I in alignment? And, you know, understanding that when we don't feel safe to do something different, there's some healing intending to do with that so that we build the internal safety we need to be able to choose authenticity over attachment, trusting that the right aligned connections are gonna, you know, support it, even if they don't get it, they don't have to get it, but they're gonna like see how in alignment you are and how lit up you are. And they're gonna be like, yes, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> and those are the people you wanna have stick around. <laughs> oh, 1000%, 1000%. Yeah. So good. It's so good. Yeah. You know, and it's so interesting. Like I, I came from the professional dance world and mm -hmm. I was in a precision dance company where literally it was our job to be perfect. We were known to be perfect. One of the top New York city dance jobs. Um, and we all had to look alike. We all had to do our hair the same way, makeup the same way, same costumes. Like there was a lot of pressure in this career, this 10 year career that I had to fit the mold. Yeah. And so you know, I know it's really wild and I know not a lot of people can resonate with that particular story, but it's like, where else in your life have you had to fit a mold? Mm -hmm. Whether you fit the mold of the wife or fit the mold of the partner, or fit the mold of the mother, or fit the mold of your career. And it takes a lot of courage to yeah. step out of it. It takes a lot of courage to say, hey, this is no longer in alignment. And I think the key thing here is that it doesn't make it right or wrong. Right. And that's something that I, I love talking to my clients about is, you know, we have these stories that this is right, or this makes me wrong, or this is good or bad or black or white. And right. There really is no such thing of like, that's all interpretation. Mm -hmm. And so if we can pull ourselves out and say, what's an alignment for me? Yes. What feels good for me? It's very different than like, what should I do? Or what do I need to do? And if we can be in that both and, like it could be really challenging and amazing for me. Mm -hmm. It could be really painful and super healing for me. It could be really expansive and free and challenging. All of these things can coexist at the same time. Yeah. And um, I think those are some like important nuances to my journey as well. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so glad you said that just about like the good or bad, the black and white, because that's something that I notice so much coming up for my clients is like you know well if I do this and it's not the way that I was taught to do something or the way that my family wants me to do it then that means I'm bad and that's coming from our inner child because as a child we always internalize things as good or bad right like oh I'm a good I'm a good girl I'm a bad girl right and so when we can actually separate that and really connect to you know part of personal power is really tapping into I am innately worthy just as I am, right? And so if my worthiness has nothing to do with what I'm actually doing in my day-to-day, -day, I'm worthy just because I am, that gives us this sense of safety and permission and spaciousness to like actually look at, okay, why am I doing these things? Or how am I spending my time and energy? Or why am I still holding on to this relationship or job or location or whatever it is that's not in alignment? 
oh, it's because I'm attaching meaning to it. We make so much shit mean stuff and it actually doesn't like, oh, this means that I'm doing good or this means that this is the right way. And it's like, if we could just have that anchor come back every single time to alignment. And for those that may not even know what that means, like I know for me, when I was in jobs that were out of alignment or maybe jobs that were like, I was getting closer to alignment, but it still hadn't fully landed and clicked your body will always communicate when you're in alignment or not. So if you're struggling to identify like, well, is this, you know, thing in my life in alignment, really tuning into your body's communication signals, right? Like, are you waking up anxious every morning? Are you feeling depressed? Are you um, having health issues? Are you just chronically like ruminating in your head? Because a lot of those signs are signs that you are out of alignment, like I would have the worst Sunday scaries before going to my Monday morning job because I didn't want to go. <laughs> like I did not want to go. And my body would constantly scream at me. You are not meant to be here. Whereas now I wake up and I'm like, oh, what's on my agenda? I get to talk to Sam about personal power. I get to have this mastermind group. I get to talk to my clients like fucking let's go. And my body feels excited and grounded and calm. Like you will always know you just have to be able to have the safety enough to actually listen because that's the scary part. Oftentimes our guts know, but then we just, we feel terrified to actually make those moves. Yes. 1000%. And you know, it's interesting. Like I will say from my, my relationship journey, when I was engaged to my ex-husband, I knew I even, I felt it in my body. My brain actually was like, how do I rationalize this feeling? What, what's mm -hmm. going on? And so my brain made up this crazy story that like, you know, I know that he's not my forever person, but like maybe something's going to happen and he's going to pass away. He was older than me. He's going to mm -hmm. pass away young, like some crazy shit yeah. that my brain wanted to make up to try to like placate what my body was saying, which was like, yeah. crazy looking back on it but I'm like oh sweet body like thank you for showing me and what I think a big piece of the work has been is opening up that relationship from the brain to the heart mm -hmm. and that's a lot of the work I know that you do a lot of work in the body too and that's yeah. a big piece for me is supporting my clients and really being grounded in their body and we take personal power into the realms of like sensuality and really yeah. looking in the feminine body looking at feminine and masculine energetics and really being able to drop out of the head and into the heart so that i can not only feel what's going on but i i can receive it mm -hmm. and then from that space i can act on it and i think a lot of women based on society based on our dna based on our ancestry we are disconnected from our bodies and our mm -hmm. body's wisdom looking at cyclical living looking at um just our connection to our menstrual cycle looking yeah. at our physical cues and by creating that relationship with the body not even from like a healing lens but just right. from a very like human standpoint can I feel my heartbeat? Can I feel my womb space? Can I allow it and every, all of the parts in my pelvic bowl to soften? Can I mm -hmm. be in connection with that so that I'm open to those signals? And then when we push it a little step further, is can I be in my full expression in my body? Can I be yeah. in my sensuality? Can I be in my power in that lens? Right. And as we start to really own that, there's an inner layer of confidence that is accessed 
that really is internal. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like this, there's this thing of, you know, there's like the fake it till you make it confidence where it's like, okay, I'm going to put on the outfit. I'm going to do the thing and I'm going to show up like I'm confident, but right. underneath it's a, not, a rocky foundation totally. versus being so rooted and grounded that there is just this knowing. And that is the place where you're, you're unstoppable mm-hmm. is that deep, deep knowing that mm-hmm. solid rock, you know, confidence or personal power or, um, you know, insert whatever word that you're striving for. But once we go from the external, I can really feel it from the inside and out. I feel like that's, that's when I see my clients just soar and yeah. doing everything that they, that they want. Oh, yes, yes, yes. To all of that. Cause what you're describing is truly the difference of someone who is embodied versus someone where it's more of this surface level personal power, which is not actual yeah. personal power. It's almost similar to what you were describing of, you know, when you were in your dance career and there was this like perfectionism to the outside, people would probably look at you guys and be like, wow, fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And to some level, yeah, you guys were powerful. And it wasn't this level of embodied personal power where it's like, I don't need to present or like overdo or prove, prove, prove to, to myself, to others that I am powerful because I look powerful. It's always yeah. like what you hear about, um, you know, when coaches say, show up as her, right? What would you do to show up as the person that you want to become? Like, how can you dress like her? How can you, you know, think like her? How can And all of that is great, but if you're not getting into your body and you're not actually processing what needs to, what's already in your body, right? Because that's oftentimes what blocks us from being able to embody new ways of feeling and relating and tapping into that personal power is we have so much unprocessed emotion that lives and is stored in our bodies that when we, you know, let's say we're doing a personal power grounding our meditation and we get in our body and then stuff starts to come up and we're like oh no that's not safe we're not going near here we're just going to stay in the brain we're just going to stay with these protectors from here on up we have to first be able to really use the present moment to notice anything that might be coming up from the past right like you for example with you like noticing that perfectionism and being able to be like, oh, this actually isn't serving me, right? Like maybe at one point it did serve me and it served some purpose, but right now I actually don't need that anymore. And being able to release that. And when we release that, we open so much energetic space for a whole new way of our nervous systems feeling safe and actually being able to then lean into the expansion, right? The expansion of okay, I've released these ways that no longer serve me. What do I, how do I actually want to embody? Sorry, my cat's attacking me. How do I actually want to embody this new way of feeling and being? And so much of that is actually feeling safe to get into the body and out of our minds. And so something super simple that I give my clients is anytime you notice any protector come up, so perfectionism, control, overthinking, obsessing. One of my clients who's watching right now, her biggest one is fantasy. We talk about this all the time. Fantasy is a really big protector because it feels safer to fantasize about something than actually believing that you can go create that, right? So I would be in my therapy office being like, you know, dreaming about this this picture, but I had to actually believe, (laughs) you know who you are. (laughs) 
I had to actually believe that I could create that, right? And so once you then create it, you build that intrinsic motivation, you build that self-trust, you build that confidence, you build that personal power. And yeah, it's it's all about noticing when those protectors come up and then getting into your body. Like what is the actual emotion that that overthinking is protecting you from? Most likely it's fear, right? Or shame of actually doing something in a different way than maybe you were expected to do it. And so when we contend to that fear and actually show ourselves, oh, this fear is just here because I'm doing something different, not because anything is actually wrong, right? Yeah. And we'll always know, obviously, if if the fear is there because we actually need to be afraid versus, oh, this is just like completely out of my comfort zone. And the more that you can do that, the more that you can get into your body, the more connected you will feel with just exactly like you described, just that presence, that groundedness, that, you know, like how often do we stop and just listen to our heartbeat or like notice how full our breath is or how shallow it is throughout our days. And the more that we tune in, the more that we connect to our intuition, the more that we're going to feel safe to actually listen to, oh, this isn't in alignment. And I love what you said about like the justification you were doing of like, maybe, maybe I'm just feeling this way because of this, because we are so brilliant at doing that. Like we all do that with something. We're like, well, maybe it's just this or we fight ourselves. Right. And that's that resistance that comes in of like, oh, I know what I want to do. I know what I need to do to get into alignment, but because I'm terrified, I'm going to just justify all these things. And I did it in relationships too. Like when I would know that I would need to break up with someone and I would just like prolong it, procrastinate on it. Cause I was so terrified of like hurting the person, losing the person. I would just justify until the cows came home. And then eventually you get so sick of your own shit that you're like, all right, I got to do something different. (laughs) Yeah, And then you got to do something different and feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And you know, another reframe that I, I love for the fear, I, I think that a lot of people make it wrong. So they notice yeah. their perfectionist coming up. They've noticed their imposter syndrome. They've noticed the overthinking or the overwhelm. They make it wrong. They're like, oh, I just got to like get over this or I got to fix it or I got to heal this. And there's like right. a lot of like really intense energy around it. And I always invite my people into how do we love this part of us? Yeah. Like, can we just call our little perfectionist girl in can we give her a hug can Mm -hmm. we tell her it's safe can we love her and then can we also celebrate the fuck out of her yeah because when she is coming up it means that we are stepping out of our comfort zone it means that we are taking actions and steps towards creating the life that we desire and so when we make again like good bad right wrong right if we can really look at this is a really incredible opportunity for me to celebrate and for me to see that I am safe, to see mm-hmm. that I am growing, to see that I am on my path, like, wow, what a win. Yeah. And I think that being able to reframe those things into celebrations, into wins, into things that are really supporting you along the journey is a really powerful tool because I think so often we get, you know, into that self beat up or we get into that, like, fuck, I'm here again. Right. And I, I feel like a lot of us have those like two or three main things that just keep showing up every time you think you've healed them yeah like grow the next <laughs> level and you're like great I've made it yeah and then something else swoops in like she's sneaky she's so sneaky, so sneaky. Like, different cat, different, mask, different outfit you're like again yeah um, you're like I thought I got rid of you <laughs> yeah so it's like being able to also 
also know, like, I like to think of it as a game. Like, yeah. sometimes I feel like healing can be so serious and right. so intense. And I think that there's a time and place for a lot of that. And there's yeah. a lot of spaciousness that that gets to um, be surrounded in that. And also, I think sometimes we get stuck in the healing loop where we're like, yes. oh, I've got to process this thing. Oh, I'm, that it actually becomes a self-sabotage spiral. Yes. It keeps us from moving <laughs> forward. So I think there's, I think that's the power of the work that we do, that you do and that I do is that we're able to guide people through the journey so that we don't get stuck in one place or another, but yep. that we can actually continue to be in this expansion and growth process, whether it is internal and, you know, really heavy and intense, or even when it's spiraling fast and we're going and zooming and it feels amazing. I think that having that guide, mm-hmm. having that mirror is, yeah. is like one of the cheat codes to success and to really, oh. and success. I, I say that loosely, but really for me, success is freedom, mm-hmm. fun and fulfillment. Yeah. Oh, yes. To all of that. Like, oh, yeah. I'm just thinking about how that was really the biggest difference that I experienced in the therapy world versus this is like, we can so often just get stuck in this loop of I'm going to go in for 45 minutes, I'm going to ruminate and talk about the same thing. I'm going to go home, I'm going to get triggered, and then I'm going to come back and have someone just like, hold me in the thing. And listen, there's a time and place for that. All of that therapy led me to actually being more able to expand. But it's something that I just notice people get stuck in and it drives me crazy because it's like what I tell my clients every day, what is the point of doing all this healing if you're then not actually going to use it to create what you want to create and feel how you want to feel, right? Like it almost can be a very sneaky, like addictive behavior of like self-development. I just need to consume all this stuff and like heal all this stuff and process all this stuff. And I'm thinking about this retreat that I went on where um, one of the, the girls, she was like, we were on a shroom journey. She's like, okay, what do we need to process? And we were like, no, like you process, like, I don't think there's anything left to process. I think now you just get to enjoy the benefits of all the healing you've done and like land in that and relish in it and like celebrate it. And there was this like protector that kept coming up for her. Like, are you sure there's nothing left to process? Like, what do we need to process? And we're like, no, there's really not. And if there is, your body will communicate that. Like it will come up naturally. You don't need to go digging for it. So I think in the healing world, we get really stuck on almost like both extremes where it's either people are stuck in this healing of like, I just need to heal forever and it's never ending. I actually don't believe that. I believe growth is forever. Growth will always be forever. Healing, I don't actually believe that we are meant to stay in an active processing healing mode forever. We eventually get to the point where if you're actually healing those things, the things that used to really activate you and trigger you, maybe they don't activate you anymore. Or if they do, you know how to move through it in a much more powerful, like effective, quicker way. Um, Or we have the other extreme where like we get into more of like the spiritual bypassy world where it's like, they're not actually feeling their feelings. Right. So we don't want to be on either ends of that. We want to be in this like continual growth where it's like, yes, with every new level of expansion you experience, my mentor has this saying like new, uh, new level, new devil, where it's like that same thing, like you were describing comes up. 
And it's this reframe of, oh, this is, you know, this is back. This is annoying. Like, or this is happening to me rather than, oh, how is this happening for me in order to actually heal it on a deeper level? Right. And anytime we have that, you know, that like thing that comes up of, well, I already healed this. Why is it back? It's just like further resistance and fighting yourself rather than, oh, great. Here's an opportunity to relate to this in a new way, to tap even deeper into my personal power and to not get stuck in it. Right. Like we have to learn how to move through emotions and challenges and everything that life entails. But the point is that we're moving through it. We're not attaching on or making it our identity or holding on because that feels safer than actually letting go and allowing ourselves to like blossom and become, you know, our butterfly selves. Yeah. So. Like, there is no there. And I right. think that, you know, we're always like, I just want to get there. I want to get there. I want to get there. There is no there. Here is the only place. Yes. And sure, you might have a health goal. You might have a business goal or a financial goal. And those are beautiful milestones, but those are not going to be the things that will actually give you the freedom or the fulfillment or the fun or the peace or the ease or the love that you're desiring. And so if we can be, I know it's so cliche, but it's like if we can really be in the journey, Mm -hmm. in the flow, if we can be like the palm tree where we're so palm tree because we're in San Diego, (laughs) we're so rooted at the bottom. We are grounded, we are rooted, we are connected, we're in our rituals, we're we're so clear and solid. But then we're swaying in the wind, whether there's rain, whether there's wind, whether it's a beautiful sunny day. If we can do that, like that is, I think that is goals. We that is freedom. Really feel the expanse of the human experience. We're looking at Mother Nature, like we're experiencing the rain, the sunshine, the storms, all of it, and we're weathering all of it. Yeah, we're gonna soak up the gems. We're gonna let whatever doesn't serve us, we're, you know, just fall off of us, right. and we're being right where we are. Yeah, and I think that that is. Whew, I mean, that's something that I'm always learning and relearning and learning and relearning. Yeah, but. You know, it's like when we can release this desire, this need to hit that final destination and to be like, every day is a miracle. Like, yes. what is going to happen today? Like, oh my gosh, how excited can I be for this day? I woke up again. I'm breathing. Yeah. Like, what miracles are going to happen? Yeah, totally. Some mornings I literally wake up and I look around and I'm like, oh my God, I'm alive. Like, I'm alive. We get another day. You know, it's like, it's, truly every everything magical that you desire in your life happens through the present moment it's through the present moment and anytime your mind is future tripping to i'll be happy when i have more money when i have more clients when i have more success when 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 that is all your childhood conditioning of saying that you are not safe to just enjoy this present moment you are not worthy until you achieve something outside of yourself and so then we're conditioned to always be achieving outside of ourselves and it's like no like you have everything that you need within you to create whatever you want to create in your life and if you're not actually feeling how you want to feel you're not feeling that freedom that abundance that bliss that gratitude in your body in the present moment no external achievement no external level like perceived level is going to help you feel differently like you can use the present moment to choose to feel differently, whether that's actually coming into relationship with anything from the past that needs to come up in the present and then clearing out space for how do I actually want to feel 
in this present moment. And something that I do with my clients a lot is if they're manifesting, you know, a dream partnership or more money in their business or a new job or whatever it is, okay, let's let's actually get underneath that. What is the root of that thing, right? Because it's not about the job, the money, the person. All of that is just like irrelevant. It's like um, replaceable. It's, it's these conditional yeah. factors that are not unconditional, right? The person can change. The money levels can change. Like all those things can change. So what is the root of all of those things? Okay, well, if I had a partner, I would feel um connection okay so let's look at in the present moment where are you not feeling deeply connected to yourself which then is the mirror for you being able to experience deep connection with others with nature with the universe with source like with with everything right because we are connected everywhere like connection is everything um if you want more money okay more money will give me more freedom or more um safety. Okay. In this present moment, like I literally think about this when I'm on my walks around my neighborhood, money come literally comes from trees, right? We have the expression, money doesn't grow on trees. The money does come from trees. So you're walking around, you notice all these trees, money is literally surrounding you everywhere. Like you have an abundance of money around you. Now I understand practically you can't pay your rent with a tree. I get that. And <laughs> the more that you're able to tap into the abundance, the safety, the overflow in this present moment, the more that your external starts to mirror that back. And when it does, it just gets to be the cherry on top. It doesn't get to be like this place of, oh, I need this to be happy. It's like, oh wait, I'm already so complete and whole and this is just mirroring that back to me. So we often have it backwards where we're chasing the thing to get the feeling, but it's yeah. actually the feeling that brings in the thing. And then it's just bonus. Yes, yes, yes. So good. Yeah. I talk a lot about energetics and frequency and money is energy. Mm -hmm. Like you literally, we can't create it. It can't be destroyed. It comes in, it goes out. And when we can tune up our physical system to be in the frequency of receiving to be in the frequency of abundance to be in the frequency of of money we yeah. can call it in right. and it's when we're shut down when we block this energetic field around us that we experience that scarcity like again everyone thinks that it's going to be the outside thing that's going to mm -hmm. give it to them and that is literally giving your power away if you think an external thing is going to support you or like keep you or allow you to have the thing or not. You're just like handing away your power. Yeah. When you come back into how do I raise my frequency? How do I get into my alignment, my connection? Then you can open your fields up. And I know that that gets like a little into some different realms, but I think when we, when we're talking about, raising the frequency one really easy way to play with this is with gratitude mm -hmm. and so a lot of people at least in the beginning of my journey you know I hear all the time have a gratitude journal write down three things you're grateful for and I love that in the beginning if, you're, if that's the least you're going to do like amazing start yeah. doing that but if you're ready to really start to increase the experience of that mm -hmm. is instead of making your gratitude list something that you have to do something you have to just check off your to-do list is how do we make this 
experience of writing down the gratitude, not just a thing that we're using pen and paper and listing off in our brain, right. but how do we feel it in the body? How do yeah. we make gratitude mm-hmm. not a thing to do, but a thing that we get to be, that we get to experience? Can I feel gratitude in my body as I look outside and I see the sun shining? Yeah. Not just like, oh, look, it's sunny, but can I feel what that does to my system? Yeah. When I receive a hug from my partner, can I really feel what does that feel like to be in connection? Can I feel that in my body? When right. you do receive a paycheck or, you know, that Venmo from a friend, can you really feel what that feels like? And again, it comes back to this thing of going from the head down into the body. Yeah. Can we feel this? And as we tune up our physical system, it's also tuning up the frequency and the vibration that we're putting out. And my teachers have always said this, and I'll share it and I always share it, but you don't get what you want. You get what you are. Yep. And so if we are vibrating at that lower frequency, if we are vibrating in lack and frustration and anger and sadness and all of these things. It's going to be a lot harder to call in what we desire, but if mm-hmm. we can raise our frequency, it's like going on the, on the radio station, right? It's like, if I'm at 99.1 over here, what I desire is on 101.3. Mm-hmm. I got to raise my frequency and get on that channel to call yeah. in what I desire. Yes, 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 yes. Because like you said, we can list all the things, but if we're not actually getting into the body, it doesn't work. Like nothing changes. And then people get frustrated of like, well, I've been writing gratitude lists every morning and nothing's changing. And it's like, well, yeah, because you're not actually embodying it and your energy is what creates more energy. And something else that I've noticed in my personal journey, as well as with my clients is that we will unconsciously manifest what we don't want. And part of that is because if we have such a deep fear, right? Like that needs to be healed. The universe wants, I mean, it, it's not that the universe wants it. It's that the universe will show us the worst fear to show us that even if you have worst case scenario, you are still safe. You are still worthy. You are still okay. So um, I remember there was a group that I was launching and I was, I had two people in it and my ego is flaring up like, oh my God, I need more than two. I need more than two. What are they going to think if there's only two? Like, da, 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 da. And so what did I manifest Two. I blocked the flow of more people because it was meant to be those two. Now that I actually have those two, I feel very clear on why it was meant to be those two, because they both need a little extra support. And so it was perfect. And I need the universe needed to show me, oh, this worst fear that you have, it literally now is in existence. And look at how beautiful it is. Like, because something that I will call my clients out a lot on is when they receive something their first thought is to go to it not being enough, right? Like, oh, well, but I should have gotten more than this. Or, you know, well, how come only this many people liked my put? Like, whatever it is, right? And it's like, if you can't genuinely feel the gratitude for one person signing up, how is the universe going to give you more than one person? Or when it comes to money, if you get paid, you know, $10 and you're like, oh my God, that's not enough. I can't do anything with $10. This sucks. It's like, you're blocking yourself from receiving more because again, we feel, we receive what we feel safe to receive, to hold, right? It's just like you said, we receive what we are, not what we desire because we could desire something and not actually our nervous system does not feel safe to receive it because it's foreign. It threatens our attachment relationships, like a million different reasons And so we have to come back to 
if we cannot feel that gratitude for that $10 or whatever it is, that's not going to build more. That's actually going to block us for more. And it's all energy, like you said. So if we're actually tuning into the frequency of, wow, like I'm safe to receive this, I'm safe to receive this, I'm safe to receive this, we then stretch our nervous system's capacity and what, what's called the window of tolerance to hold more, right? Because what happens, and this happened to me in my business, I've talked about this on my podcast before of like, I got to a certain level in my business where I had more clients than I ever had before. I had more income than I ever had before. And I fully unconsciously self-sabotaged it because I did not feel safe to hold it. I was like, oh my God, it's all happening. There's so many, like, what do I do with all this? I felt so overwhelmed. I did not feel safe to hold it. And so what did I do? I self-sabotaged it. And I went back to clients dropping away and money dropping away, going back into debt, like all these old things. And so how is this happening for me? Oh, because I have to learn to feel safe to hold what I actually desire. And so now that I had that experience of self-sabotage, I can learn from it and I can recognize the ways in which I did not stay connected and grounded enough in my root to really look at, okay, this doesn't have to be this big, scary thing. It gets to be like, I am safe to hold this. We're just going to take it one moment at a time. We're not going to freak out. Like really being able to discern when your body's going into that survival mode when it doesn't need to be and helping it stay out of survival mode and feeling safe to receive. Now I know as I'm rebuilding back to where I was and beyond, I now have that learning in like really integrated in my being of like, oh, I'm going to relate differently this time because now it's one in the conscious, right? Before it was like completely unconscious and I then had to look back and be like, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> so now that it's conscious, I can do something differently about it, right? Exactly. So that's always the first step is like bringing the unconscious to the conscious, then actually how are we going to relate differently moving forward so that we can continue to feel safer to receive more and more and more while also yeah. staying deeply present. I think that's always the balance. One yeah, thing totally resonate yeah. with that too. I've had that happen as well. And I think it actually happens to a lot of entrepreneurs because yeah. we really are, I think entrepreneurship is like the most incredible personal development game ever. Totally. Um, you literally have yourself to rely on and all of your shit comes to the surface. Yep. <laughs> and so, so I totally resonate. And I think during that time, what I also learned was a deeper level of my worthiness. Knowing mm -hmm. that even with the credit card debt and the this and the that, I was still worthy and I could still fully, deeply love and accept myself. Yes. And it was like that stuff needed to be pulled away so that the, ne the next like, foundation was so much stronger, so much more solid, so much more conscious that it was easier to hold, that mm -hmm. it was, I was aware of what was happening. And yeah. that you know, and again, it's another piece of that. What is the interpretation I'm creating around this? And right. I'm saying that credit card debt and losing my clients and, you know, whatever's happening is bad or is it actually the most beautiful restructuring yeah. that allowed me to learn all of these incredible lessons? What you said earlier, how is this happening for me? What are right. the beautiful lessons? Where do I find gratitude? And not just like, shit, let me try to find the things that the lessons in this, but like right. really deeply feeling without this gift of this challenge of this resistance, 
where, what did I learn? Like, what would have been different? Where am I different? How did I grow all of these things? And it's like the gym, like we met at the gym. Yeah. And I talk about it a lot in my classes when I'm at the gym is like, we literally pick up dumbbells. We pick mm -hmm. up sandbells and kettlebells. We're picking up resistance to challenge our muscles so that they grow stronger. Yeah. So if you are needing resistance and challenge in life, you are building strength, you're building resilience. And yeah. that is actually a gift. Like we literally do that at the gym. We yes. choose it. We are choose we it. <laughs> I love that analogy so much because we are making a conscious choice to go put on our sneakers and get our butts to the gym and actually engage with resistance that's so so brilliant i love that so much and we see we see too we're like it's actually not really cute like right. at the gym, we're sweating yeah we're and puffing. our faces are red we're like yeah. oh what is this going to be over we're yeah. also learning how to breathe right we're, le we're learning how to trust ourselves we're learning that hey actually i'm more powerful and stronger than i realize totally. and so it's like when we take that and we put it into the real world we then are also building these tools for, okay, when things get hard, I get to breathe. Yeah. I get to call on the support of, you know, other people. I'm leading a class, so people are, like, relying on me to support in that way. Same thing in life. It's right. also teaching me, sometimes I got to take it one rep at a time, one day at a time. Totally. And so I love the gym metaphors. It's, oh. like, my favorite thing I'm going to think about that next workout. We <laughs> choose it. We yes. choose it. We literally pay for it. And that gym is not cheap either. We literally oh, no. pay for it. <laughs> it's so true. And I think it's such a like powerful example because it shows how often we attach on to things, right? So like, you know, the self-sabotage example, oh, you know, thoughts could come up of, well, now it's too late. I, I can never build that again. It's like, oh no, you built it once. You can build it again. Like nothing is permanent. And I was, I literally thought about this while I was at the gym because this was my first week back after a month off of like being sick and traveling. And I had this thought when I was lifting, I was like, oh my God, just a few weeks ago, I was in bed sick, not being able, I like couldn't get a full breath, right? I had the flu when I went to New York and just a few, you know, weeks later of, of deep healing and my body is lifting these weights. Like I couldn't even get over it. I was like, I went from barely being able to take a full breath to now I'm like fucking so strong and powerful nothing is permanent right so when we get sick we're like oh my god my life's over everything's done like it's like no you can heal you your body is so fucking powerful at healing or if we think you know we're on top of the world lifting those weights we attach on to those highs of okay now i need to feel like this all the time and it's exactly your tree metaphor i love all your metaphors they're so perfect it's like it's like it's not supposed to be the same weather every day we're not supposed to feel the same every day so when I'm in that gym lifting those weights, yeah, I feel on top of the world. And I know that maybe the next day I'm going to not feel on top of the world. And that's okay too. The more that we can come back to anchors within our own self, rather than attaching onto feelings or experiences and really being able to ride those waves. I mean, I've had to learn this because I'm an emotional authority in human design. So I literally have the waves and I've had to learn how to stay like come back to this grounded baseline of, okay, I'm feeling a little bit of the high wave. Okay. Can I ground? Right? Like that was literally a practice I had to start doing was we oftentimes associate grounding with I'm feeling dysregulated in a bad way, right? Like in a, um, in a painful way or in a scary way. Now I need to ground. 
I teach my clients, you have to ground even when the most amazing things are happening because so often we chase those highs or we attach to the lows. And so I remember, um, what was it? It was a client had paid in full for a year and it was like the, the longest contract I'd ever had someone sign. And I was on cloud nine. It was like amazing. And it was really the first time that I was in overflow financially. And and again, like this was before the self-sabotage, like this was like, whoa, this is amazing. And so I remember before messaging my mentor about it to celebrate, I was like, I'm just going to take a moment to like land in this, right? Because normally I would just like run around. I would get all like crazy excited and that's fine. But then I have to take a moment to be like, let me just land in this. Like, let me really be in this. Um, And I just, yeah, I think that's so important of like noticing when we're attaching on because that is personal power is being able to be just be with whatever is in the present moment, the the different weathers, the highs, the lows, the all the different resistances. And like you said, coming into relationship with that resistance, like what does the resistance have to say? What is, what am I, you know, what am I afraid of? What is a resistance trying to protect me from? And then really leaning into it of like, oh no, this makes me stronger. This stretches me. And that's what we want ultimately. Like we do want to be stretched to, to, you know, because that's what growth is. 1000%. Yeah. 1000%. All of that. Yes. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) I love this topic and I know we could talk about it literally forever. Um, I'm just keeping an eye on the time. Do you have anything else that we didn't cover? Anything else that just is wanting to come up before we start wrapping up? I feel like there's this just one tiny piece about sensuality for the women yeah. that are, are listening and watching. And that is your body is your divine guidance system. Yes. And when you are not tapped into all facets of your body and your body's expression, then you are not tapping into all aspects of your personal power. Yeah. And so being open to playing with feeling into just how powerful you are is going to open so many doors for healing, mm-hmm. for growth, for expansion, for all the things in between. And so if you do not have a personal ritual or practice to be with your body, it's something that I highly suggest, whether yeah. it's intuitive movement, whether it's taking a pole class, whether it is simply looking at yourself in the mirror naked, mm-hmm. if, if whatever thing works for you, but being able to be really in relationship and intimate with self is one of the keys that will transform your finances, your relationship with your partner or partner that you might be calling in your um, business and your career, your relationships, like it will transform everything. So just want to drop that in there because I think it's so important. I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. Right. Um, 
And I just think it's like this giant untapped thing that as the divine feminine is rising, as we are stepping into our power, we're reclaiming these lost pieces. We're reclaiming literally like fragments of power that we might have left in a past lifetime or in our ancestry in different experiences in this current lifetime and calling back all parts of that power is insane everything it's everything and it's the foundation for everything and I love what you said about just like bringing back those different parts because when we're talking about building like a strong sense of self and coming into relationship with loving all parts of you and stepping into that personal power, that's how you access your greatest personal power is like, how can I actually connect to all parts of me and bring them together rather than leaving some here and some here and hiding some and only showing some like really learning to come into relationship, accept love all parts of you. And, you know, that is a process because we've had a lot of parts that have not felt felt safe to come out or have been repressed or have been shamed And the more that you can lean into that and really look at, you know, even if there's a a behavior that you do, that is not actually you, right? That's not actually your authentic self. Behaviors can be changed. They can be unlearned. They can be learned. It's really the root of all of that. And the root is usually there's, you know, this younger version of you that's just terrified to actually step into her personal power. And the more that you can just hold her through that, and get in your body like you described and just have, you know, some type of daily practice and connecting to yourself that way. Um, a few really simple ones, chanting is a really nice one, singing, humming, like anything that tones your vagus nerve, um, a few minutes in meditation. I personally need to dance and sing to music every single day in my kitchen. Um, so whatever you need to do to connect to yourself, like that is the path through actually connecting to your personal power on a whole other level. And then it just keeps going. You just realize like more and more and more and more how powerful you are. And that increases your confidence and your ability to believe, like truly believe in yourself enough to create anything you want in this life and really get more and more into alignment. Because that's what we're here for. We're meant to live an aligned life. We're not meant to stay stuck in survival mode even though that's what our nervous systems want. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that's like self-love and calling back all of your power is an act of rebellion. Yes. And that's what makes it feel scary and unsafe, but that's also the thing that will transform Mm -hmm. whatever it is you're working through. Yeah. So like if we can really stand in that, I, I like to... I talk to my clients a lot about being chain breakers. Like they feel like the black sheep of their family. They feel yeah. like misunderstood or they're doing things differently. And I have said, instead of feeling like the black sheep where you don't belong, where you are really testing that attachment, can instead you declare that you're a chain breaker. Yeah. And so you still get to be connected and loving and like in relationship, but you are simply breaking the chain so that beyond you, you're no longer going to be passing down this pattern in our behavior. And yeah. I think that's a really empowering way to feel, to go from black sheep into chain breaker. You are yeah. in your power and you are consciously choosing to do the healing work and to do the growth and expansion work required for you to live a happy, fulfilled, peaceful, easeful, exciting life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love that reframe because I, I had this reading once and she was saying, 
she was saying to me, like, you're not just the the cycle breaker, but you're really here to create a whole new earth. And I think when we reframe it to that of remembering our why, why are you wanting to even be the cycle breaker? Oh, because we actually get to combine all of our individual personal power as this collective power and create a world where we actually feel like we don't even need to be in survival mode most of the time. Like we are safe to actually just experience all the magic that this world has to offer and not have to, you know, experience all of the craziness and the trauma that happens in our world. So it's really up to each of us individually and collectively together, like to create this new world where we don't have to experience all this trauma anymore. Cause we are so, we are so much more capable. Like we are so much more powerful than that. Like I look at the stuff happening in the world and I'm like, it's 2024 guys, come on. Let's we're, this is not, not we're done. We're done with this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But we have to consciously choose each and every moment of like, are we in our power? Are we outsourcing our power? And we outsource it in ways that we don't even realize, right? Like when we don't set a boundary, when we get small, when we contract our energy around a certain person that we're pedestaling, like how often do you pedestal people, right? How often do you pedestal external things? And that's you outsourcing your power. And this is something I had to work on a lot because I would feel so small And my inner child would feel so terrified that I would start like putting people on pedestals. And I'm like, oh, wait, or I would put myself on a pedestal and that wasn't helpful either. (laughs) So it's like, how can we all come back to like our neutral grounding and understand that we are all so freaking powerful? (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I love it. Um, so just to wrap up, how can people find you? Do you have any current ways for people to... Um, any offers that you're um, promoting right yeah. now that you would like to share? Yeah. So first of all, I hang out on Instagram. So definitely send me a DM. Just say, hi, I would love to chat with you. Any takeaways you have? I just, I love talking to people in the DMs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you can find some of my re- free resources. I have uh, my podcast called The Pull Out Podcast. And that's on iTunes, Spotify, all the things. I also have a new, brand new YouTube channel. So we're starting to put out content over there, which is super fun and exciting. And then I have my membership, which is called Club Full Out. And it is um, full of amazing, juicy stuff. We have a monthly call. We have embodiment practices, intuitive guided movement sessions. We have pep talks. We have trainings. We have like all the things like the Netflix for the woman who wants to live her life well. Um, and then I have spaces for one-on-one clients. So I do mini micro portals and I do like big, big mama six month packages, but mm-hmm. we can chat and see what would be the most um, effective thing for you and what's most in alignment. Yay. I love that so, so much. And yeah, for those that are um, wondering about what I have as well, I also have one-on-one spots open as well as my Beyond Your Wildest Dreams membership. I also have obviously this podcast that you're listening to because we're recording it for both. Um, And then for men, I have my group Real Men Heal. So if there are men listening to this that are ready to jump on the bandwagon, maybe your partner has like been doing the healing and she's like, all right, come on, let's do this together. Um, I love when that happens with couples because I've had male clients that have come from exactly that situation. And it's really just so freaking powerful to to have men jump into this um, type of healing work. So yeah, you can reach out and reach out to either of us. I love so much, Sam, that 
you really identify just as like an expander and an activator because that to me just feels so refreshing as someone who has been more in like the healing therapy role and really stepping into like, no, I'm an, I'm here to expand you. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I've just loved this conversation so, so much. And thank you for coming on. It's been so fun. Of course. All right. I will talk to you soon. Everyone have a beautiful day and thanks so much for tuning in. All right, guys, if you enjoyed that episode, please, please, please leave a rating and review to help more people find it. And if you are ready to up-level every area of your life, please DM me, email me, reach me any way you can. Those are the best ways, though, DMs and email uh, for either Real Men Heal, our three-month men's group healing program, or my Beyond Your Wildest Dreams membership, weekly live trainings support in a private Facebook group and also the option to upgrade to tier two or three where you get access to my entire body of work and tier three comes with one month of private coaching to help you integrate it and then I also have one-on-one spots available for those ready to go all in on their transformation getting their nervous systems out of survival mode reach out apply I love you cannot wait to guide you home to you and thanks for tuning in I'll see you on the next episode bye